Thank you, and amen. Uh, thank you, Taryn and Fred, for leading us in worship. And now, as we worship God and so on, we turn that and we worship Him in the preaching of His Word. And I'd like to pray over the message, but first I'd like to thank you for letting me uh, have the privilege to speak uh, and relay God's Word. And this being a place where God's Word is preached truthfully, uh, that we may be more like Christ. And so I would like to pray over the speaking of His Word. Uh, God, thank you for being so awesome and for loving me. Thank you for giving me your word and instruction. And thank you for just giving me your Holy Spirit so that I can speak these words to other people and us all come to know you. And so I pray that you bless it. Don't let me say a word that's of me, but say it all from you uh, so that nothing sinful comes, but all that is good comes from you. And so I pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so I want to talk about Psalm 1 tonight. And it's a passage that's really dear to my heart. And sorry, I, I, I want to jump right in because I am so eager to get to the scripture because it is, it is my food, it is my bread, and it is what we live by. And I want to talk about Psalm 1. And so if we, we know the book of Psalms is like God's hymn book. It's, it's the Holy Spirit's hymn book uh, spoken for us to read. And we're going to read Psalm 1. And Psalm 1 is just a tad bit different than other psalms in the Bible. Uh, it's, it's not very song-like. It's actually very proverb-like, like we've been going on Sunday nights. It's very proverb-like. And, and some the theorize that it may have been Solomon's that David included in Psalms, but we don't really know exactly. There's no author accredited to Psalm 1, but even without that, it's a great passage talking about the blessed man. And that is, that's what I want to talk about tonight, is the blessed man. And so I'm going to read verses 1 through 6, and if you follow along with me on the screen, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners and the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So I like to, the way my mind works, I like to break Bible verses down verse by verse and word by word. And so immediately after reading the first verse of Psalm 1, I, it starts off with blessed. And that's a word that I've always struggled to define. So like people say, bless you after you sneeze. And I never really got that, and I never really understood what blessing meant. Uh, my parents, I would say, I was lucky. I was lucky I made a basketball shot, or I was lucky I got this for Christmas. And they, they would correct me and say, no, James, we're blessed. I was like, okay, I'm blessed. And so I always struggled to understand the meaning. Uh, and straight from the Hebrew, it's actually translated to esher, which means happiness. How happy, blessed, happy. How happy is this man. And this happiness 
has a distinction about it. This happiness that is shown in this chapter is not one of a temporal sense that is fleeting, uh, but one of an eternal sense uh, to describe this blessed man. And so there's a few things that we can determine about this blessed man from the passage. It says that he does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And so counsel being a word that is interchangeable with advice that means that simply that he doesn't take instruction from those who don't take instruction from God. And so we can know that in order to be a blessed man or a blessed woman that we must not get our instruction from those who are not receiving their instruction from God. And this man also, he doesn't stand in the way of sinners. Uh, and Matthew Henry in his commentary says that he avoids doing as they do their way shall not be his way. He will not come into it, much less will he continue in it as the sinner does. And so, not only he, he doesn't take advice from them, but he doesn't, he's not in their way. He's, he's doing an entirely different path and direction. He's not in the way of sinners, this blessed man, this blessed woman. And he does not sit in the seat of stoffers. And this is a little bit different for me because I'm not one that really knows what stoffing is, nor do I think I, I stoff much at all, but it's more of a stoffing at God and sneering at God out of pride. And so he, it, they don't sit in the seat of actively stoffing at God. The message translation puts this verse very well. It says, How well God must like you. You don't hang out at Sin Saloon. You don't slink along dead-end road. You don't go to smart-mouth college. And that's the description of what this blessed man doesn't do. He's not getting advice from sinners. He's not standing in their way. He's not doing as they do. And he's not prideful towards God or scoffing at him. But what does he, what does he do? And it says in verse 2, that, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Two distinctions between what the blessed man does do and what he doesn't. He does delight in the law of the Lord. So we can, we can know that that is a good thing. And, that on, and the second distinction being that on that law, on that instruction, he meditates day and night. But I would like to point out that it, is, it does not say he meditates during his 15-minute quiet time at the beginning of the day. Nor does he say he, he meditates on the Word in the morning and then when he gets home. No, this, this meditation is an all-day type of thing. He delights on the Lord, and therefore, he meditates on it all the time. It's his heart. That's all he meditates on. God is very intentional in telling us to meditate upon his word. In another passage of scripture, in Joshua, God is commissioning Joshua, and if we think about that situation, God has let Moses lead the Israelites, and now he has commissioned Joshua to take over and fulfill the big shoes that Moses left beforehand. And so, in Joshua 1.9, this, this is God talking to Joshua. He says, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. 
for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And it's important to note here that God isn't talking about earthly success. Success in God's eyes to the Israelites were the Israelites worshiping him, and the earth, the earth, the Israelites giving thanks and honoring God and, and and their actions, and their words, and their hearts. And he said, it's imperative that you meditate on this word. It's imperative. All the success that you're going to get comes from meditating on God's word. And in verse 3, it goes on to describe this man who meditates on God's word, and it gives us a really great understanding of it. It says that he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. What a beautiful picture. A tree planted by streams of water. And we know that a tree that is planted by streams of water is a, is a very well-nourished tree. And at the, and at the location, the, ge- the geographical location of the Israelites, it was very sunny, very hot, And a tree planted on a stream would have plenty of sunlight, plenty of water, and plenty of nutrients being washed by it every day. So this tree would be able to flourish and produce fruit and be very prosperous. And that's the description of the blessed man, the blessed woman that finds his delight in the law and therefore meditates on it day and night. We are like trees planted by water. And as Mitch puts this picture on the screen, I don't know if it's there, but it's a picture of a tree, a beautiful tree planted by a stream of water that my roommate drew. And I I love it because that's us. We are a tree planted by waters if we are getting our life source from God himself who has given us instruction who has given us this gift that we are able to thrive from. And he promises that in all the blessed man does, he prospers. And what I'm not preaching is a prosperity gospel. I'm not preaching that we will prosper earthly, materially, but that we will bear fruit. And as evidence of this, I want to turn to another passage in Matthew 7, And Matthew 7, Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and he's about two chapters into this sermon, uh, and it says in chapter 7, verse 17, So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. And so the question is, what is this fruit that I'm even talking about? Because if you don't know, you might be a little lost. This fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit found in God being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of those things are, are given, all of those things are produced when we meditate on the Word of God. That's the prosperity. When we are planted in the Word, when we are meditating on it, we are able to bear those fruits and prosper. And I've talked a lot about the blessed man, this blessed man, that, and, we, and we know now that 
in order to be blessed, we must be meditating on God's word day and night. And, and, we, and we must find our delight in, in his instruction. And I'll take a little bit less time to talk about the wicked, because after all, we know the wicked very well. But in verse 4 through, through 6 of Psalms, it says that the wicked are not like this man, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. And before I proceed, I would like to point out that I'm not a farmer, so I had to do a little bit more research to understand what chaff was. Uh, but the way I understand it to be is that chaff is this inedible hole. Hole, I can't pronounce that very well, but yes, that. And so it's attached to the seed and, or, or the grain. And so it's, it's inedible and it's useless. And so in order to sift through that, the farmer will hold it up and drop it and let the wind sift out the chaff and the chaff, and the chaff will fly away. And it's useless. It's, it's good for nothing. So the chaff are not like this man that we talked about who prospers, who is a, who is a beautiful tree planted by streams of water, but he's like chaff, useless, deceptive. It's not part of the seed. It's just, it's just hanging on. And it's easy to distinguish which is which. And in Matthew seven nineteen, it says that every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So the wicked, not the blessed, are like trees that produce bad fruit, like chaff that is useless. And the, they do not get life from who we get life from if we are planted next to the water if we are meditating on God's word day and night and I've preached this message before and what I really focused on when I preached this message before is oh, like, let's be intentional to meditate on God's word day and night and that, that was really my focus and I was, as I was preparing yesterday and I was meditating upon what I'm going to preach I was like well, that that's, I'm going in a completely different direction than I, than I went when I preached this prior. See, right before in Psalm, when it says that his law, on the law he meditates day and night, he says that his delight is in the law of the Lord. And see, what our delight is in, there our meditation will be. And so, as, as I was, as this week, I, I've had a really... Uh, crazy week. Um, I got out of a relationship that I loved for a year and, a, a year and eight months or so, uh, and I found my meditation being on that relationship. I found my meditation all day. I was thinking about just aspects of that relationship and what I was doing there, and goodness, I, I'd hate for you to be in my mind, but my meditation wasn't God's Word, and so I realized as I, as I was preparing this, like, my, my what my meditation is, is what I'm getting my pleasure from, what I'm getting my life from. So where our delight is, that's what we're going to be meditating on. So whatever you, you find yourself meditating on, go th examine your thoughts and, and what it is that you are, you are thinking about meditating on. Are you meditating on yourself? <laughs> are you meditating on money? Your thoughts are going to be about money. If you're meditating on something that's not God, it's evident in what you meditate on. 
and so that's, that's my challenge tonight. I, I know that you all want me to do another 40 minutes uh, preaching on this, but that is, really, that is really the bulk of it, is we need our delight to be in the Lord in order to prosper. In order to be the, tr- the, the trees that bear good fruit and the beautiful picture that we, I put up, we, ha- we have to be delighting in this law, in this instruction that God has given us. This is imperative for us to prosper as Christians. And that's my prayer tonight. And so if you would, bow with me and evaluate in your own heart where you stand. God, I love you, and I thank you for giving me your instruction. I thank you for giving me this word that I can point to. I I thank you for giving me your son Jesus, who fulfilled the word. I thank you for giving me so many opportunities and so many blessings. Uh, And I pray that my delight would be in you, uh, and it wouldn't be in, in, in anything of this world or anything that anyone should ever offer me, but that my delight would be in, in this instruction that you so graciously given me. And so God, just make that my desire and make that our desire as a church to love you and to delight in your word more than we delight in anything else because that's what we need so desperately in order to prosper as a church and as people and as your children. God, I thank you so much and I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.